Hey everybody, it is Lara and I am here to disrupt materialism about meaning, purpose, and big decisions. I hope you enjoyed this personal update episode. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast, for sharing it with your friends, for following it, and for messaging me on Instagram like you've been doing. Welcome to That Good May Become with me, Laura Scappatici, where we learn to illuminate the esoteric in our everyday lives. I wasn't sure what to call this episode. How to make a decision or how to make mistakes and live with them or how to make decision mistakes or mistaken decisions. (laughs) or karma, destiny, courage, and foolhardiness. Who knows? I'm still in the womb with that one. But let's just say things are changing here in our little corner of Edinburgh, Scotland. Such a beautiful place. All the flowers are sprouting. It's little snowdrops everywhere. And these beautiful yellow wolfsbane, I believe they're called. Oh, they're amazing. They look like they have petals that are like daisies, but they're green. And then a little yellow bud. I wish you could see it with me. Actually, I think I posted some pictures on Instagram, so definitely check those out. Okay, I'm going to start with a quote from Maria Popova. Actually, it's not her quote, but it's from The Marginalian, and she puts together this weekly newsletter. I hope you get it. Um, It's M-A-R-G-I-N-A-L-I-A-N. And this quote is from D.H. Lawrence. The world fears a new experience more than it fears anything because a new experience displaces so many old experiences. And then he goes on to say that the world can pigeonhole any idea and dodge or discount it. Ideas are not a problem, but a true inner experience is something else again. It changes us, and human beings do not like to change. Anyway, I I thought that was a very appropriate place to start this podcast. Um, We're in this really sensitive time of year uh, in bulk, and it's this spring quickening that happens is when literally means like when the mother feels the child in the womb um, stirring. And my friend Tess Park and I, each year we say in February, we become real. And I think that's because of this seasonal rhythm that some of us are tuned into or subconsciously or consciously one more than the other. But definitely every time February rolls around, I'm like, oh, here I am. Here I am. So today I'm going to be real with all of you and just tell you what's been going on over here in our journey. So I need a purpose all the time. If I don't have one, I feel like I'm floating in space and I get really mopey and sad and actually probably most of all frantic. Um, I just feel afloat and that's a terrible feeling for me. But guess what? The MA in creative writing at Napier University uh, has one core tenet, (laughs) has many amazing things about it, but one of the core tenets is purpose. What is your purpose as a writer? What is the purpose of your current project, your story, your antagonist? What's the purpose of your protagonist? I mean, you can ask this question again and again. It can be applied to everything in life. Purpose in mothering, purpose in career, purpose behind tending one's home, um, 
let me just reference something that's really helping me with that last one of home and order. The Lazy Genius by Kendra Adachi is really helping me with that and so many other things. So I'll make sure to put that in the show notes. But purpose can be something that goes down into every single aspect of one's life. So I'm going to work with this concept of purpose and then in a writing process, what happens after you write your piece and we'll look at both of those as they apply to these shifts that are happening for me and my family. Okay, to illuminate this concept of purpose a little more deeply, I'll read you um, my purpose statement. It's a, it's a work in progress. It's not static. I've changed it at least three times since I started my program. Um, but my purpose statement as a writer. And I'm offering you this as a suggestion, as something you can do for any area of your life where you want a little more clarity. My feminist narratives question dominant societal systems and perceptions through mystery, fantasy, and narrative nonfiction. Emergent supersensible abilities, mothering, human connection with nature, and the influence of meditative and spiritual practices on human capacities are the central themes of my writing. My primary narrative forms are short stories, novels, novellas, radio podcast stories meant to evoke a sense of hope, trust, and positive possibilities for human evolution. So that's my current purpose of statement as a writer. And I would argue you could do this with anything. Like my purpose as a mother is to, you might want to say the same thing, question dominant societal systems and perceptions. <laughs> um, but, you know, you, you could do this for anything in your life and work through that where you figure out uh, what what are the questions you have? What's your argument um, in life? Like what is the thing that's important to you? Um, how do you how do you demonstrate that? What kind of genre do you work in? Um, and how do you bring that about? So if you'd like to send me your purpose statement for other areas of your life or writing in general, I'd love to read that. But anyway, that's an example of purpose. Some spiritual paths, for example, include a pretty clear purpose, you know, like to accept life as suffering, to be saved to be one with the universe. I think um, my spiritual path, anthroposophy, pretty clearly lays out a purpose for humanity or offers us a path of inquiry into purpose um, by focusing on love and the positive evolution of human beings, connection with the spiritual world and the natural world. So sometimes um, people's purpose, a person's purpose is sort of handed to them. Um, but I would say it's important. That's why we were asked in this program to create what is your purpose, your own purpose, even if you have a system of purpose um, around you. So here's the thing in my program. After every written piece, we're asked to write a critical self-reflection, a CSR. And once you know the purpose and you write the thing, you do this CSR, this critical self-reflection. And here are the questions for the critical self-reflection that I'll sort of be asking myself as we explore the Scapatici family's next steps. This is for a stories, but you'll, I think you'll get the point and I'll uh, loop back to all of them and answer them specifically. How do you define the purpose and genre of your short story? This is in a narrative position class. What are the technical and linguistic decisions you made in pre-writing? And what were the outcomes of those choices? 
How did reading and learning from this module influence your story? What technical challenges were presented by writing in this narrative position? And how did you resolve those during the development of your story? And then also this like overall question of what worked well and what didn't work well. <laughs> so I've been asking myself this, this, this CSR questions. What was the purpose of our move? Um, or to keep the writing theme, this chapter we've written in our lives, how do we define the purpose of this chapter? So before we came here, um, we had this idea that we wanted to offer our children a new and different experience of the world, especially our teenagers. Teens can be, you know, have a fairly myopic view of the world. Um, and also we wanted to sort of, I think there was a little wish fulfillment in here. One, to live in the UK, which is a long held wish for Christopher um, and Europe or the UK. So UK is where we are. And then uh, for me, I had this wish to go to school for writing, focus on writing, um, is something I wanted to do. And I, if you've listened to my previous solo episodes, you know that this was absolutely terrifying process for me to apply and get accepted. How do you define the genre of your short story? And this, this is turning out to be a rather short story, this move to Edinburgh, but um, the genre doesn't really apply here, but fantasy or mystery? <laughs> I'm just kind of making a joke there. But, you know, you, you could be asking yourself, where where do you fall in terms of categories with the purpose of the thing you're doing in your life? Um, what were the technical and linguistic decisions you made in pre-writing or planning, like as we planned for this move? And what were the outcomes of those choices? Okay, there's a lot to say here. But uh, how about things like our very tardy visas that kept us in the U.S.? That was some uh, poor pre-writing, pre-planning, um, partially our fault, partially the fault of some of the offices over here. Um, our lack of housing, understanding the high school system and its focus on national exams. These were some of our technical and linguistic um, challenges that we had and choices that we made. One of the decisions we made in this pre-planning was to have an adventure. And let me tell you, from a linguistic perspective, I will definitely be more careful with my word choice next time because, oh my gosh, it has been that. Like, let me say adventure implies kind of like a quest and a dragon and sleeping on a damp forest floor. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what's been happening. <laughs> But also, you know, a quest is something and an adventure is something that you carry with you for the rest of your life. So, yes, we, we've been having an adventure. Uh, one of the things that I've learned from these uh, decisions and the out some of the outcomes of, of these choices we made here are, um, I think, you know, some people grow up and live in one place their whole lives. Even when I was growing up, we moved, well, we moved just once when my parents got divorced and we moved like three blocks away. So we were still in the same town. Very grateful to my parents for that. Um, but after high school, while I was in college, I must have moved about seven times. And I never could understand why people would grow up and live in one place their whole lives. I finally appreciate this. I get it now. And that's one of the nice um, results of my critical self-reflection. Well, we knew we were going to miss our people deeply miss our people. But that sense of grounding in place, um, I think California in a way has surprised us by being our home. 
<laughs> despite the fire and all the other craziness um, that comes with California's huge personality, um, we 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 have a sense of home there. So that was a surprise. Okay, here. How did reading and learning from this module influence your story? So how did reading and learning from this adventure, this time abroad influence influence us? Wow. Okay. The Scottish people. This is such a huge influence. They are so good. They're so even. They're so honest. And I know it's hard to talk about an entire people in one way, but there is something really beautiful and kind about the people in the city in particular. Um, we learned so much about a, a different culture and um, even though it's English speaking and even though it's the UK, there's there are big differences and it's been a joy to be in that culture. So here's the next question. Um, oh, and I would add that our eldest is has learned a lot about public transportation and getting around and having confidence and wayfinding and all of those things. So um, we love that too. I, I also, you know, reading and learning in this context um, has taught me that I don't ever really want to drive a car anymore. I would rather take the bus and walk everywhere. But uh, as we get to the end of this podcast, you'll hear that that's not happening for me anytime soon. Okay, what technical challenges were presented and how did you resolve those during the development of your story? Okay, let me start with one. Oh my God, writing is hard. It is really, really hard work. Yes, there are moments of inspiration, but if you want to be a published writer, be ready to run a marathon. Um, I... <laughs> I, I didn't understand fully um, how hard writers work. It is it's it's a really incredible process that writers go through. What they do, how they create things, and make it look so easy for us as the readers sitting in bed or on the couch just reading their books. And the, how much work they put in um, is something really to be understood. Um, having the courage to share my writing with my friends, uh, which started with, you know, my submission to get into this program has been a huge, a huge learning for me. Um, and how out of touch with pop culture I've been, even with teens in the house, we have something called contextual reading. And we're supposed to do contextual reading for every piece we write, um, especially our assessments. So uh, knowing that, you know, like everyone in my class was like, oh, have you read this? Have you seen this? Have you read this? Have you seen this? And pretty much every time my answer was no. Um, keeping up with that pop culture has been really something, not just pop culture, but literary culture, book culture, um, book talk, which is, you know, TikTok, but about books, like just learning all of these things has been um, invaluable. So that's some of the um, technical challenges that were presented to me and I don't know if I've resolved anything, but I am learning. Oh, also, did I mention the mold in our flat? The first day we moved in, there was water coming up through the floor of the bedroom. That was crazy. So this entire time, we've had to have one bedroom closed off and mold spores throughout our entire home this entire time. So even though the location was amazing and the people that own the house are fantastic um, and haven't been able to do these repairs for a variety of reasons, that's been a technical challenge. Um, also, the Lyme disease our middle kiddo has been contending with. Technical challenge. Homeschool for the class 11 kid. Technical challenge. And a cry every other day homesickness for our youngest. Also a technical challenge. Beyond the um, 
the idea of purpose for this piece. I think there's something else at work. And I guess we could call that a hidden purpose. Or maybe you could call that karma or destiny. This is where the spiritual aspects of life come in, the places where we didn't mean to or want to grow, but were offered the opportunity to. So I think um, the, the hidden purpose, the spiritual purpose of this adventure we've had is to strengthen the relationships in our family, um, to work through some emotional challenges, uh, to understand for me, especially the value of slowing down. And I'm still really working on this one. It's it's extremely hard for me um, to slow down and take time to write, to think, to rest. Rest is resistance is another book that um, my friend Claire Sickerman told me about uh, that I've got to check out if I could slow down enough to read it. <laughs> um, to value community even more deeply and another hidden purpose. Um, and then, you know, to meet the people we met here. We've met some people that feel like they've been our family forever, and that's been a beautiful experience. And to understand what it takes to be a writer and what that looks like for me on a personal level. So, yes, all fulfilled. The chapter's written. It's ending up looking more like a 1,000 words than 2,000, but when a chapter is done, it's done. And friends, we are at the end of this chapter in our time in Scotland. There's still a thousand words missing. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. And I think that part of the chapter is for the future. The part I don't understand yet, but I have these glimpses of. I have these glimpses of something that will come from this time here that I don't I don't understand yet. And by glimpses, I sort of mean this like feeling across my chest or um, some sort of imaginative picture that's out there that's unclear. That something coming towards us, but not with us yet. We are, I'm going to gulp as I say this, um, because it's still something doesn't feel quite right, but our plan is to take our intense gratitude for this experience and move back to California. Uh, it all feels a little uh, sticky to me. Squishy is a very technical term I use for when I feel like something's a tiny bit off, but I can't put my finger on it. <laughs> So there's something still squishy in there about where we'll land, how we'll land, and where we're going. Uh, but yes, we've made a decision. And you know what? How do you make a decision like this? Like, when is it just hard? When is it just hard? And when is it not right? So I've made a very, very challenging decision to leave my writing program. And um, I actually, I feel good about it. But I had to ask myself a million times, when is it hard? When is it just hard? And when is it not right? And when you have a family, it's even harder to figure that out because there are lots of other people involved and their destinies and what they're meant to do and how they're feeling. So um, Marie Forleo, if you follow her, she does something called B-School. It's a business school online, like how to set up your business. And she's super spiritual. And she said something the other day in uh, a video I was watching where she said, clarity comes from engagement, not thought. And so as we engaged with this idea of trying to stay or me leaving my program um, and tuned into what my body was feeling and uh, my intuition, which has always been an amazing guide for me, I found that from engaging with those things, not by trying to think about it, we were able to come to this decision to leave. So uh, yes, 
the the CSR as this chapter has fulfilled its purpose. It's been beautiful. We've learned so much. I know how to structure my writing practice. The kids have experienced living in a city. Christopher's had this amazing experience working at Camp Hill, uh, Tipperith, and we're just having an incredible, incredible time and a little more travel to come. But we are going to go. We are going to go back to California. So I'm going to conclude by saying if you are having any struggle in life or you're trying to figure out what to do next, have courage and make a big change. And even if it seems like it didn't fulfill the purpose you were looking for, there was probably a hidden purpose there too. And, um, a figure, you know, sometimes things are for the future and they're not for, for now. I want to say a huge thank you to all my friends and all the WhatsApp texting I've done. And, uh, I hope you've had a beautiful invulc and had a little quickening inside yourself. And I'd love to hear about it. Please message me on Instagram once you've listened to this and let me know what's going on for you because we're all in this together. Thanks. Bye-bye.